Is it me or is it hiding here? Is it me or is it hiding here? So Hollywood Yes, yes, it's me again. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's your girl, Miss Hollywood, and you're tuned into another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. They like to call me Hollywood, but my name is Marquita. But anyways, we're not going to go there. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on the podcast, you know, what I like around and stuff like that. But uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties earlier. However, you know, players fuck up. You already know how I like to, you know, talk but anyways, um, so Hollywood the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and we just bring people together with this thing called entertainment. And one of the guys that I have today, in which I will mention here shortly, but as you guys know, if you don't know, I like to do a recap of all of my well, not all of my episodes, the last episode, um, which was episode thirty three. We had um, not we, who was we? I. Oh, gosh, it's things going on outside in my home. Hold on, y'all, because I don't know what's going on. But um, hold on, y'all. For real. Hold on. For real. Sorry. You know, you know, I'm 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 out of the house doing this. Somebody looking for my son, but it's all good. Um, As I was saying, <laughs> the last episode is episode 33 with the the ghetto ghost. He is located in Virginia. He is from um, New York. We talked about how he got so, uh, shot seven times and survived and still was able to um, get on his grind. Uh, he is now doing um, uh, what is it called? The shows. He has a couple of showcases with rap a lot records actually this week, tomorrow. Yeah. On the 15th, actually. Um, and he talked about his clothing line, the new VA, um, he also has another, uh, brand called Blanca, <clears throat> excuse me, that is also located in Virginia beach, actually military circle mall. I apologize. Um, they didn't throw me all off my little situation over here. They got me sweating and shit like, dang, like y'all can hear that. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. But, um, Without further, let me. I'm, we just go. We just gonna get into this thing. Um, Forty after, I like to do this thing called top five. Forty five after, I like to also do this thing called sweet sixteen. 
I do have an artist up here today, so I don't know if he's going to kick a little Sweet 16 or some freestyles or some bars or whatever. Um, <laughs> if he'd like, you know, it's always up to you. You can always do whatever you'd like to do because it's an open platform. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't um, mind. So, I, I, I took a few bars. <laughs> oh, cool. Beats. Um, In 50 After, I like to do this thing called Wind Down, which is like shout outs, give out your social media, all the things that you've working on and where to follow you, so on and so forth. Um, And then also I like to ask my guest, um, a question of the day, which is what bothers you about the industry? Why? And what do you feel that your solution could do to fix it? And I like to have them answer it at the end of the show um, because I want to build a little bit of rapport. You know what I mean? That's a good word, rapport. <laughs> I've been watching Word and It's Hard and shit like that with to hear more. If y'all haven't seen that, go on YouTube. Big shout outs. Um, but without further ado, shit. without further ado i want to bring my guest on his name is jaquan grand how are you doing today pretty good pretty good good. (laughs) it's a lot going on right now like it's 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 crazy it's crazy here too yeah where (laughs) where are you at now oh i'm in uh fayetteville so i'm in north carolina okay okay so Um, um I want to give a little bit of rundown or background uh, of who you are. Uh, you're CEO of ROE Records, uh, CEO of NGR Media, which is a media-based, and you do videography, photography, uh, stuff like that. VA The Wave, uh, Create The Wave, and you also have um, this YouTube uh, show with your children or your child, uh, Hendrix Coloring Book. We'll talk about all of that here shortly. Um, but and I also met you through Clubhouse or Batman, Dark Knight ENT. Okay, Shout cool. out to okay. he's always working, never sleeping. He's just like a bat, you know, literally. <laughs> he's doing <laughs> he's doing his exactly. thing. Um everywhere. But so let me get into the first question. How did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Like what is your earliest memory of entertainment? Uh, nine years old, I think. Where where I'm from, I'm originally from Portsmouth, Virginia. Portsmouth. Yeah, so I remember growing up. You know, like I don't know if anybody else else's parents was doing anything like that, but I remember my mom. You know, uh, most Sundays we had to clean up the house. Like it was like spring. (laughs) You know, it's like okay, the week about to start over. You guys about to get in here and start wiping stuff down. It was just, you know, that's what it was. Right. Um, and she used to play a lot of songs, you know, throughout that process of us cleaning. So, you know, I heard uh, not only just older music from the 70s. So, you know, we're talking about like, you know, the Isley Brothers and things like that. But mm-hmm. also just uh, newer newer generation artists as well. So, you know, Outkast, uh, 50 Cent, um, Jay-Z, all these different types of artists. Missy Elliott, of course. Right. Um. Just all these, yeah, all these different artists, and I think for me, that's when it kind of started to. Well, music started to kind of like seep into who I was and what I was trying to be. Um. And then I think as time grew on, you know, it just took a life of life of its own. Um, right. I think I've always kind of took it seriously. Um. But it really probably wasn't until I was a teenager. So I was like, all right, I'm about to try to do this. So, what did you do throughout your like your um your school years? Like, did you play any instruments? Did, were you in the band, or did you have? I, any- um, so I don't. <laughs> I 
don't consider this being, I mean, I was in a music class. I did play the, uh, I did play the violin, um, and I also played, uh, the baritone as well. Oh. But I was, I wasn't, um, I wasn't great at either one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I think I suck. Like, I don't think it was like, oh, snap. He's about to ask you go pull out, you know. Right, like Kenny G. Like I'm that. like Kenny G out this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, just doing what the teacher telling me. But, uh, but I never took any chorus classes, nothing like that. Um, and then, you know, throughout high school, and this was in, so when I was in music class, I was in Virginia. Um, okay. I moved to NC, uh, like the end of my eighth grade year, so going into my freshman year of high school, and um, Willie wasn't doing anything like that. It really wasn't until like my junior year, junior sophomore year, um, I started getting myself in like studios, local studios. I started performing at the uh, my high school, you know, so like the Black History programs and the fashion program, all this stuff. I used to perform. Um, I used to be a part of a group, and we used to basically just go out and perform and stuff like that. So that was kind of like. How, what school was when we talked about the connectivity with music. Okay. Okay. So after your eighth grade year and you um, started to build that, that I guess, momentum, what, what moved you to, or what, what, when did you notice that, Hey, music is about to be everything and anything that I got going on. Like, when did you realize all of that was going to be where you are now? Or did you even see that? If that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think when I was 16, um, when I was 16, definitely, I was like, this is something I see myself doing professionally, and I, and I started to try to, you know, understand it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was a part of a group, and, you know, it was me, my brother, I don't know if he's up here right now, but it was me, him, my cousin, um, and we used to just, that was, that was the thing, you know, we just created music, we was traveling, we was doing a lot of stuff all throughout the Carolinas. And it was really based off of our high school, though. I felt like we had, like, clout or whatever in mm-hmm. the high school. What and, high um, school was, I was it? Uh, Scotland High School. So it was in, uh, the, the city is Longburg, North Carolina, a small, small town. It was, like, an hour from Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we used to, uh, we just used to just perform in different locations and stuff. And I think just seeing the responses of everyone and just seeing, like, okay, this is something I can probably take, you know, seriously. But, um, after high school, because I'm also a veteran, so I was in the military as well, oh. in the Army. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was another crazy thing, too. So after <laughs> high school. By choice? <laughs> was that by choice? To be honest with you, it was by choice, but it's funny why I made the choice. Um, I actually decided to join the military mm. to fund my music. You're not the only one that said that to be 100% honest. The guy oh, that, wow. the, the guy that made my uh, intro... He did the same thing. He said he went there because they told him that the military had recording studios and stuff that you can actually work your craft. So he kind of it was like a finagle situation. But at the end of the day, he was like it. It ultimately paid for his studio time at the end of the day. So you're that not was, the first person that says that. That was definitely the, uh, that was definitely the, um, for me, it was more so like, all right, cool. I want to get, I was 18 at the time. I was like, I needed a budget mm-hmm. to pay for this thing that I call music. Um, and it's crazy. I, I did. So, you know, I, I went overseas. I was in South Korea for, mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was basically doing my music over there, you know, shooting videos, all, you know, the whole nine, you know, the right. whole different, different countries. And then, um, I think 
after then, I got stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia. So I was in Columbus, Georgia, which is like an hour or two from Atlanta. Mm. And then uh, this is 2013. And this is a long answer to your question. Oh, no, but, you're fine. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it, it started rolling. Like after the military, I think it started to pick up crazy. After the military? After it. Because during it, it was like I, I had to kind of split my time. So I, I really couldn't do it as much as I wanted to do it. Because mm-hmm. um, even though I was using the funds that I was getting from the military, I still had to do a job in the military, which was another crazy situation. Um, but when it was time for me to actually uh, ETS, which is like transition out of the military, um, I, I was in the perfect place because I had already stated before I even joined the military at 18, like, man, I really wish I was just around Atlanta, just being in that, you know, that, that environment. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy that I ended my time an hour away from Atlanta, so it was easy for me to leave. And then I went to school for music in Atlanta. I done experienced a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of different <laughs> around me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I could go into a long spill, but it'd be really long. But, yeah, that was basically the, the, the gist of it. <laughs> so it put you into the Atlanta music scene. Like, what what was that like? Because, you know, we we as – I'm not from Virginia, but I'm going to continue to say we, we because – this is where I'm at right now. So how yeah. is the the scene different from the Virginia scene? Like how did that how did how did I have two it's a two part question. How is it different the music scene from Atlanta and Virginia and how did you bring that back to you when you came back to Virginia? Because I'm sure you, you had to come back sometime. Actually I haven't been back. Like no. I haven't lived I haven't lived in Virginia since I was a kid. Oh. So that's why I say it's it's really strange. Yeah, it's really strange that even when I was in Atlanta, I rep Virginia. Even when I'm in NC, I rep Virginia. But it's like I don't have that many strong ties in Virginia. Most of the people who knew me, they were we was all teenagers and right, kids. Okay. Okay. You know, I have a lot of family there, so I have family ties. But as far as like from a music standpoint, I was a little kid by then, so nobody really know me musically in Virginia. Virginia. It's like in NC and Georgia where I'm kind of more known because I was an adult and I was right. doing more stuff. Right. So um, it's kind of hard for me to kind of compare the Virginia music scene when I haven't truly been too much of a part of it. But outside looking in, I can say from my time being, I was in Atlanta for almost like six or seven years. So my time from being there, I always kept the eye on Virginia. Like I said, yeah. everything I did was VA. Um. And I kind of used to beat myself up because I'm like, man, like you rep, you rep in VA, but you're not in, you know, you like you're not traveling to the city, like you know that you got to change that. Right. So, um, I used to look and I used to be like, all right, cool. One of the cool things I liked about Atlanta was the family unit. I felt like it was so many different people that moved together like collectively. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a time frame seeing uh Migos and QC and all of them, and it's like. It was almost like a hundred people, you know what I'm saying, walking with the QC hood. Like it was right. so many people representing that brand. Right. Even when we talk about, you know, uh um Young Thug's brand, like you have so many people who they like they really champion each other. And right. I think outside looking in, when I was looking at VA, every time I seen something, it was someone saying, Why don't we put each other on? Why don't we do X, Y, and Z? Um, so that was that's that's my only um opinion I can give on it. That's the only thing I've seen thus far. But being in Atlanta has definitely taught me a lot of stuff just about the music industry. You know, of course, I started to learn a little bit about uh, performing because I had started, I was already performing it from a kid. Like I told you when I was in my high school, right, right. 
right. but it wasn't on that level because this right. was almost every weekend you know i was out and about doing stuff and it was differently too because early on in those time frames i was still with my little brother because we was a part of this group mm-hmm. um and it really wasn't until like 20 the end of 2016 or early 2017 that i branched off and i started oh, you know doing okay. more solo stuff by myself so you know you had two different um two different i had two different outlooks on how it looked when I was a solo artist compared to how it looked when I was a part of a group. But um, hands down, I think overall, I still kind of had the same uh, approach, mm-hmm. but it was just a little bit differently in the process. But what, it was what, cool. I think, think I, I think I liked a lot. Um, Having other in individuals was, or just... Probably it was, it was nervous. Because, uh, in the very beginning, like I said, when I was with my bro, I always had somebody that I can lean on or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't we wasn't, uh, cause just like I'm repping VA, he's repping VA too. Right. So we stood together. It was like, Hey, VA, VA, VA. So compared to me trying to be the loudest person in the room, preaching VA, which I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, it was kind of like, I had to stumble a little bit in the beginning. Cause I'm like, all right, now you're by yourself. You know, right. now you're standing tall, you know, now you have to do it. So that was probably one of the biggest differences I saw just standing, standing tall and making sure people, Hey, hey look, I'm from VA. Hey, Hey, I'm from VA. I'm from BCA, don't forget. So <laughs> it was like it was that thing. But um definitely learned so much. I learned about how to make money in music, you know. Okay. That took me a while because I lost a lot of money early in the process. Um and also just relationships. Like I it's some few people that I have on I see that's on right now. I met yeah. through Virginia, you know. I mean met through Atlanta. And uh that was that that's been a cool process to still have some of these relationships when I'm not even there. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because when you go to Atlanta, it's a whole, it's a difference. For me, excuse me, Virginia. If if Virginia was twenty four hours like Atlanta was, and the support and the movements came together, I think that we would be a staple in its own right. If that of makes course, sense, of course, because of course, for me, if I want to make a, I mean, it's still possible, but it's still hard at the same time for me. If I wanted to make a music video or if I wanted to get into the studio or if I wanted to do certain things at like three, four or five o'clock in the morning, sometimes that's not possible. But in Atlanta, yeah. that's when everything is literally starting to yeah. get lit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's always something to do. Um, yeah. it's, it's always a connection to be made. Um, yeah. and, and there's so many, I think it's just so many, like you said, there is always so many things to do that's connected around music. And yes. I think that was a cool thing too. You know, it wasn't just like we had one event going on you guys this week, but no more events going on. For <laughs> <the month>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, huh? Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely cool. And then, like I said, being in, uh, I went to a school called SAE. Shout out to Sterling. He know he graduated from there. Shout out to my bro too. So I uh I graduated with an audio engineering uh degree, associate's degree, and also music business management. Um, but even just being a part of that school, which is to me was my first taste of Atlanta because that's when I had first touched down. And but just seeing the being in that community, I think so many people when we talk about whether you do podcasts, anything media related, music related, I think it's important to find your community and be a part of it because I think. It, it'll help you grow and also you know you'll be able to network you know you'll, you'll you know meet someone and things can grow and you're, that yeah and you're able to ping pong ideas off of yes. one another and not yes. have anybody feel any type of way like that's yeah that's another issue that we as virginians have is like sometimes they don't they don't want to see that person outshine them 
if that makes sense. Like they they don't want to give you that hand and then have them have you turn around and be like, nah, he didn't help me. Or like, it's always some yeah. type of something that goes on, but it it is a few that have, you know, broken that boundary and have like being like, okay, well, I'm about to put you on. Let me, you know, let me, let me grab you. And then <clears throat> also another thing that we need to learn how to do is play our position. Everybody right. wants to be somebody until it's to that point. And then they're like, okay, either I don't know how to do this or I'm just going to step back from the whole scene. And that's not, that's not good. So when you see somebody with great talent, you should be able to be like, okay, well, I don't have this talent. It looks like they're able to push through and possibly put all of us on. So why not play my position? You know what I mean? Like how, how important do you think that is, um, to, to, to play your position in something like that? Cause I know you were in a group, so Sometimes people like, oh, well, that's the lead singer or that's the lead rapper. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they try to play that against you. But how how is it? How important is it for you to play your role? Very, very important. I think, uh, like you said, so many people want to be the lead. And sometimes you don't need to be the lead. Like I'm a big sports fanatic. So I always, I always um, compare stuff to sports. But that's just like. When people talk about, you know, Michael Jordan being like one of the greatest of all time, when mm-hmm. we talk about the players he had on his team, there was a guy named Dennis Rodman, which I'm pretty sure you probably heard of, yes. but people don't realize it was some games where he had no points, but he didn't score the basket one time. Michael Jordan had all the points, but Scottie Pippen had all the points, or, you know, um, Steve Kerr. And it's crazy because you look at his stat line, it's like no points, but he almost 20 rebounds, right. you know? Right. And we, we look at you we look at that and it's like, oh, he just had twenty rebounds. It's like that's a lot. Specifically if this is just your your role. You're only focusing on that. Big and nice. I think ultimately that's what makes that's the reason why these teams or these people we're talking about have so many accolades because it's like they have the people around them who understand, like, you know what, I'm you gonna you gonna score, I'm gonna just do this. But at the end of the day, we all still get the champion. Right. You know, we We're all get the championship. Yeah, that's and I think it, it becomes difficult when you have so many people who are trying to lead. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say there's nothing wrong with having multiple leaders, but it's like, it's okay to be like, I'm going to lead from this standpoint while you do this. Right. I'm going to lead from that standpoint, you know, and it, and it works better, you know, instead of it being, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. No, I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. No, then it, it becomes conflicting. A competition now, as well. Yeah, definitely a competition. Now it's like, it, it, it's over so right that's my my opinion yeah, it is very important it is it's definitely important to play your position so everybody that's out there watching play your position and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> for real so okay so now that you've um been in the atlanta streets and you've seen the the entertainment that has come out of it um what else have you learned um that atlanta taught you that uh, other places necessarily haven't taught you? <clears throat> um, I think, honestly, it did help me kind of cultivate my sound of which what I was trying to do as far as the artist. But one of the biggest things I can say that Atlanta has taught me that is uh, I don't have to be in Atlanta to make money. And what I mean by that is, like I said, at 18, I felt like I needed to be in Atlanta in order for me to pop or do whatever I needed to do. Right. And I was there for seven to six years and it didn't happen the way I wanted to happen. However, I acquired so much knowledge to the point where, let's say, for instance, 
2019, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had my single, which is what we're going to talk about too, the Rolling Stones song. I had Rolling Stones on an MTV show called Ghosted in 2019. Okay. I got that opportunity when I was in Atlanta. So when I decided to leave Atlanta, that was my first thought. I'm like, man, I'm making money. I just made money with my song from Atlanta. How am I going to be able to cultivate the same thing if I leave? And it was funny because, you know, two weeks ago, I'm in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. The same song gets on another show. And it's the same process. And I'm not in Atlanta. So I think that's been the biggest thing for me where it's like, I don't have to be in L.A. I don't have to be in New York. I don't have to be here in order for me to um, see some sort of um, some type of success. Right. Um, I've been able to be in these different locations. Like I'm like you just said, I'm in Fayetteville, right? right. So even though shot the J. Cole. <laughs> Even though you know <laughs> Fairville is kind of starting to starting to bubble a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I don't look at it from a standpoint of me having to go to some location in order for me to do what I need to do or for my career to take off. So I think that's been the biggest thing that Atlanta has taught me. I don't need to say I'm packing up and moving to Atlanta and my dreams are going to come true. It's like no, I can do the same shit anywhere if I apply the same type of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so do you? Do you? Well. You haven't been in Virginia since you've been back. I mean, since you've been in Atlanta and Fayetteville. So, do I was going to ask? Do you would you have felt that way had you had lived in Virginia? Because most people, honestly, say, I, I don't know. I think I think because so many people, it's, it's difficult for me to say that because I feel like you have to experience stuff, you know. You and I feel like outside. if I was, <clears throat> yes, sometimes you have to leave to be able to, you know, come back and see how something is important. And I think for me, when I did decide to leave and, you know, like I said, I experienced that, that was, you know, one of the highlights of my life. So I can look back at that and be like, wow, I've, I've been able to grow and I, and I know so much now. But if I were to say, let me just say, I stayed in VA, I never moved, you know, I from, from my kids. And now I may, I may have that same standpoint because, I feel like you are a product of your surroundings mm. and where I was from and where I was at, you know, it was nothing but, you know, negative negativity <laughs> going on and all this crazy stuff. So right. who knows? I could have been bitter. I could have been like, man, I need to leave. I need to do X, Y, and Z um, based off of my surroundings. So yeah, I could have, I could have came from that standpoint most likely. And how was your support system during this whole process of you becoming an artist? Uh, Sometimes non-existent. <laughs> dead. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm dead ass. Uh, I think from the very beginning, uh, it was, cause, and I think for me, and I'm only speaking for myself, it was nothing that was consistent. You know, mm-hmm. I had a few people come around like, hey, I believe in you. I'm going to stand with you. And then, you know, life happens. Not even yes. to try to say no shite or whatever. Say, for instance, they had to go to school or they had children or they had a family. You know, certain things happen. But then it's like, that that fulfillment or that promise that we made together or that you made as far as wanting to support now that disappears so you know it leaves kind of you know leaves me in a weird spot Mm -hmm. so i think ultimately in those time frames for me i think i went searching looking for that looking for that support system Mm -hmm. of course you know you have your your family who i feel like they're going to love you and you know and be there for you um but it was it was difficult i think my biggest Still to this day, my true, true biggest support system has been, you know, my um, my, my girlfriend and my and, and my children. Only because it's like they've been able to see the process. You know, it's, right. they, it hasn't been no moments when they they've skipped out. You know, it's, they've been able to see, you know, the true process. And also just you know, um, 
I have to say, I have to definitely give a, um, a strong shout out to Zaylee as well. Shout she's out also, to she's been one of the, yeah, shout out to Zay. She's been one of my biggest supporters. And one of my biggest supporters as well, he just commented up there as my bro, <laughs> uh, Folly Fields. You know, he's been there from the beginning too. So it's still, like I say, I have a few people that I feel like if I truly needed them to be there, I think that they would be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's not that meaning, but it's okay though. I think for the ones that I do have, um, I'm comfortable with that. And um, it's cool. That's awesome. I'm still, I'm still good. <laughs> you, you've <laughs> seeked and you've, you've seeked and you found what you needed and whatever else will come after that, because that's just yes. how it is. Cause yes. you know, sometimes you'd have to be alone in order to, really think about your thoughts so, you know what i mean like and, that's, and i think that was even with me when uh like i said transitioning to me being solo you know i love my brother to death but we're we're two i feel like we're two alpha males and sometimes those clashes that we had together you know they were they were crazy so i think ultimately even with me transitioning to be a solo artist that was really one of the thoughts it's like all right i love my bro but let me go ahead and move to the right you know mm-hmm. i feel like i have to do this for myself to be better internally for me to be um, a better individual for me to be um, be able to provide better for my family and not having too much you know extra is going on now also sometimes you know you have to like you said step away from a person mm-hmm. y'all both have to grow yeah. you know before you decide to step back or whatever the case may be you know so there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but i think uh when you take the responsibility to say you know what i love you but let me go do this real quick because i think this is going to help me i think that makes the situation more better than deciding to stay in a toxic situation and now you guys something happened where it's um you know it's not repairable so right right was it hard for you to to go and be you know uh independent not independent artist but uh individual definitely yeah <laughs> yeah because I, like i say for me and that's and i honestly say it's been a gift and a curse um and i'm gonna tell you why because for the longest, and they're probably going to be like, what? Because I don't know if I've ever told them this. And they're both up here. They in, uh, <laughs> and Bali. But for the longest, I was, it was fear, I think, because in the very beginning, I never wanted to step out by myself. I feel like I needed to have people around. And, um, and I think in the very beginning, it, it maybe even came off as forceful mm-hmm. as far as me trying to um, build those relationships and trying to make people to do specific stuff. Um, and it, 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 not to try to say they don't want to do these things now, but maybe in that time frame, they was like, hey, I don't want to focus on that. You know, like, right. let me be a kid or let me be whatever. And me, it was just like, everyone who knows me, they call me really serious. Like, he's really serious. He's just always serious. <laughs> That's just been my demeanor since 18. <laughs> like, but it's always like that when it talks about music. Anything else you can play, Joe. When we talked about music, it was like, Okay, now he's okay. He's a different type of animal. He's a different type of person. Mentality changed everything. And I think for me, um, having that mentality, trying to do those things with uh, with, with my bro and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, sometimes we had those clashes, but ultimately we had a lot of wins. You know, you're talking about mm-hmm. I'm 16, he's 14, all the way up until I'm 23 and he's 21. Wow. So even like I talk about those time frames in early Atlanta. It was me and this guy together, and we was doing so, so much, right? Learning a lot as well. So when I decided to step away, it was like, all right, okay, cool. This is about to be difficult. You know, you're not used to really performing by yourself. Right. You know, you're not right. used to having to, you know, I, it wasn't even about the writing process. We The song and stuff was already cool, but it was like having to step on and say, hey, I'm a solo artist. That was difficult, you know? 
all these different things had they came at me all at once. But the type of person I am, I don't look at that stuff as like it's almost like a challenge. Like, all mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. yes, you're out of your comfort zone, you're uncomfortable, but you also love this shit. So it's like, Fact. what are we gonna do? Are we gonna fold under pressure, <laughs> or are you going you gonna rise to the occasion? And every single time frame, that was the goal to try to rise to the occasion. So even though it was difficult early on having to make that transition. Um, I think it's been one of the greatest things that I've done thus far for myself because I've been able to truly be happy in the process when we talk about creating. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to your <laughs> your teammate or your teammate. <laughs> the uh, What's the gentleman's name that was your partner? Oh, Folly. Folly. He, he, was, yeah. he was the one, Folly, that's on here on Instagram right now? Yeah, that's my brother. Oh, that's nice. Okay, okay. Yeah. but um so once you broke out into your own thing um was it the how how was the process leading up to where you are now like how did you Uh, how did you maintain everything and how did you build those relationships back up or you know continue to you know rise so to speak a lot of a lot of my relationships after that moment were brand new, so it wasn't that many. It was a few people that um that I, I knew already before when I was a part of my group, and they were just like, "Okay, you're doing it by yourself. I'm still gonna help or whatever." It was nothing negative about like, "Hey," um, but it was a lot of people that I met afterwards, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that was the um, that was the first challenge. But um, it was funny. I used to lock myself into my uh, I'm in my one two one bedroom apartment at the time. My daughter was just born, um, and I'm thinking about, so like I said, I was in school, so I got school homework, and I'm also thinking about, okay, how I'm going to do this single, you know, by myself. You know, you had all these different things, and I used to just write a lot. That was the time for I think I wrote so much. You know, I, I don't think, even still to this day, I don't think I've wrote and written as much songs as I did back in that time frame. I just wanted to have so much content, and I was writing a lot. But it became very difficult, and it's funny because I, I still kind of go through that still to this day a little bit. But one of the difficulties is when you have a group and you're part of a group or you have a team, somebody can do something. You don't have to do everything by yourself. Right. You know, so they for instance, videos, right? <laughs> we used to shoot our own videos. So it's like, okay, this scene, you're going to hold the camera. This scene, I'm going to hold the camera. So being solo, there was no, you know, I can't clone myself. It was like, now I have to pay someone, which I wasn't doing as much early on. So I think that's my budget. I had to start creating a lot of budget to get people to do stuff mm-hmm. when I wasn't really used to that. So that was one of the shockers as well. Um, and it was it was it was funny, but I stuck with it. I still stuck with it. I still stick with it still to this day. But it was a, it was a hard process. But I think ultimately, like I said, it allowed me to grow, and I created so much content. And you know, I, I was able to. One of my biggest things is I never truly saw no money when I was a part of the group. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I first became solo, I saw my first check and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. My first real check mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So that was the that was the cool thing. So I was like, wow, like I'm and that's another thing. So I don't have to split it with nobody. <laughs> you know <laughs> So it's all coming straight back to me. So Facts. that was another cool thing. <laughs> so yeah. You have your you have your pros in your car. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah. So that was, that was a cool thing. That's a whole Definitely. check, not a half a check. A whole check, you not know? half no more. It's like I, I need everything. So that was another cool thing. I got too. kids, <laughs> baby. I got kids. Shit. Yes, you know I can't be. I can't 
split that. They try to have now. I got to split it between. Them. Hey, <laughs> it was looking skimp over here. It was it was looking real real scared. I'm like, look. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so okay, so in that process, you how did how did your song um Rolling Stones even get on the show the previous show that you had named uh Ghosted, you said? Yeah, Ghosted. Now, how did that even so, how did that even come about? So it's funny, when I created Rolling Stones, it was when I first me and my brother was filming the group, which is crazy. But we was also on that cusp of, okay, cool, we about to do some solo stuff. Right, right. Um, so it, that was my first song that I created by myself. Like, it was literally the first song. You know, so I made the song. And um, it's going crazy. You know, we're playing it, you know, in the school. We're playing it in the studios that we were at at the time. And everybody like, bro, like, this shit actually ride. Like, I like I really like this song. Like, you know, you, do, you did a great job. I'm like, man, so, you know, we did a lot with it early in that year, which is 2016. So the funny thing about Rolling Stones, it came out three times like that nobody really knows <laughs> i first released it yeah i first released it in 2015 as a solo song with me on soundcloud mm-hmm. um they got like probably like 100 200 views um and then i took it down because it wasn't meant to master like this is before i knew about that stuff mm-hmm. so fast forward a year past uh before me and my brother decided to call it quits i released it again but this time it's meant to master you know have all the paperwork with it and I released it as a group song. So it says, my the group name I was a part of used to be called The Rookies with a Z. So I released it as a group song. Then some crazy stuff happened. We, we and this dude, now we was working with individuals in Atlanta. Uh-oh. And they basically tried to finagle you. Finesse us, basically. Yeah. They basically tried to say we were signed to them. And they released our song. But we wasn't signed to them. We mm-hmm. was only working with them for marketing. Mm-hmm. And they basically took the song and released it and said it was like under their um, um label. And that was a crazy situation. So, yeah. So I, I had to take the record down again, which was the second time. And then 2019 was when I released it again the third time, which was under me, um, Daquan Grant. Okay. Uh, so in that process in Atlanta, you know, I started to learn about, for those who don't know, uh, music licensing which is basically, you know, when you get your records on film, television, video mm-hmm. games, things mm-hmm. of that nature. And that's when I kind of started to see, like, all right, I want to make money in my, I want to make money from my music. How mm-hmm. can I do so, you know, not from a bad standpoint, but a little bit quicker than what I've been doing thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, I had opportunity in 2017, me and my brother, we had got a record on MTV, uh, the show called The Challenge. It was a producer that we worked with. So that was my first taste of music license and I wanted it again I'm like I, I've already experienced it I want to do it again mm-hmm. so when Rolling Stones came about um it was really a, it was really a lot of emailing a lot of emailing um there's a lot of uh music libraries and stuff that they have and I was just submitting a song to everyone um there's a company called NARAP that if anybody wants some information on but basically what, what they do is NARAP so N-A-R-I-P okay um, it's a it's a great company. Uh, you, it does cost some money now. It's five hundred dollars, but if you pay, uh, if you pay them or whatever, basically you have a, a membership account, mm-hmm. and they basically allow you to pitch to uh music supervisors, which are basically the people who control. You know, they basically pitch it to like directors and stuff like that. Okay. Um. So of course, but you have to have like all your paperwork and stuff, and everything's supposed to be situated. Um. 
And yeah, so that was really how it how it came about. Um, I, I paid Nair the money. I never thought nothing was going to happen. I got an email one day that said, hey, there's a music supervisor in your town and, and like it's in Atlanta. If you want to come pick your song, you can. So I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything else. So I went there. It was like 20 other guys in this room and we had to go up there and introduce ourselves and talk about stuff and we were playing all these songs and he'll basically tell you, yeah, Nate, like, I like this, I don't like this. So he was just like, yeah, your song sounds pretty cool. I was basically like, I'm going to let you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I leave. And uh, it's funny because the, when we was playing the song, it was at my old school, so the school I had just graduated from. Wow. So I leave, I go home, and I think a year later, which is funny, so a year later, I got an email saying, hey, this person likes your song. Uh, they want to see if they can put it in a show. I'm like, okay, cool. And this is when I started to learn about this paperwork. Like, I promise you, I probably had like 100 different pages of paperwork of publishing and stuff that you have to read. And, and everything has to be, you know, and packed together. You know, you have to know everything from your ISRC code to your, uh, like I said, your um, your CAI number, which is the number that you get with your um, your pro. So mm-hmm. BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, Harry Fox, all that stuff. And I started learning. I'm like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> and then they liked it, the record. They said it was going to put it on something. I said, okay, cool. This is 2018. I'm like, all right, that's dope. A year later, <laughs> 2019 was when they put it on Ghosted. And uh, that was a cool thing for me. But then, like, like I said, and I, when I, I try to talk to people and I talk to them about music license, like, that's slow money, though. Yes, so, that's residual Just like money. I said, 2018 got selected. 2019, they played it. I didn't see a payout until 2020. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about almost a three-year span, two-year span of me actually seeing the income from this song. So um, that's how Rolling Stones got on, uh, got on Ghosted, basically. It was through narrow and it was through me having to pitch songs but they have so many different ways man like i'm i'm rep with people now so it's easier for me to try to get records and stuff place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it's not as hard as i don't have to pay five i don't have an account with narrow anymore like <laughs> so i'm it's, it's a little bit easier because i have some relationships now where i don't have to go through too much of a hassle to be able to get certain stuff placed it's just more so Having to correct, like I said, paperwork that takes the longest than anything. Not even from the song; it's just paperwork. And so. and it's on a current uh, show, right? Your Rolling Stones is on a current. Yeah, show. it was played on all all American, um, oh, the all American show. show on CW. Um, <laughs> actually, two weeks ago, it, it got to get played on there. And that's another funny thing too. Sometimes uh, I don't even be knowing about some of the placements until the last minute. Like I had someone call me. When I had posted that it was gonna be on that show, they was like, "Why didn't Why didn't you tell me?" Right. Actually, it was my auntie. It was my auntie. I don't know if she's up <laughs> here, but <laughs> she had reached out. She was like, "Why you didn't?" I'm like, to be honest, I didn't even know, like, because it with film and television happens so fast, you can literally lose the opportunity. It's like give you a call. Hey, we we have a spot for such and such. Do you have this song ready? Like everything clear? Do you have everything mastered? Do you have all the pitchforks already registered? No, okay, no, on to the net. It's literally that quick. Or even be like, okay, give me one second, I can get it fixed, but on to the net. Right. And I think that's another thing, too, just always trying to be prepared. And um, when I got that call, it was just like, hey, we got hit to this by your rep. Um, is everything situated? I'm good. Okay, cool. Like, that's all it is. It's like, right. I don't have no middleman, nobody stopping. It's like, oh, I'm all good. Just because of, like I say, the knowledge and stuff that I learned in Atlanta has been able mm-hmm. to kind of set me up. Now I can be able to do this for me. 
And that's yeah. amazing. Like you need to come out and teach uh, a class on all this stuff because a lot of people need to know how to do stuff. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't know yeah, about I, the I paperwork and all stuff. that stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it, it is a, it's a trial and error process, you know, definitely, like I said in the beginning, mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they think about making music from, money from music is either from streaming or, you know, through merchandise sales or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, but there's so many other ways, but it's like, you don't have someone that's trying to teach you, and if they are trying to teach you, they're trying to charge you some crazy price for a class or whatever the case may be, which really, it's just really preparation, and in the very beginning, knowing how specific things are supposed to be before you even decide to record, you know, knowing well, how much, you know, the percentage of the producer, okay, knowing is, is it is it sample in the song, is it clear? All this stuff has to be taken care of. You can't just say, oh, I have a song on YouTube. Let me try to go put it on. Uh, or you know, I, I, got this or I just recorded this song. I'm about to go put it out right now. Like, yeah, and it's about to go on. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a lot more going to it. And like I say, it can be costly too, though, you know. It's yes. not something where... Is it easy? Is it especially if you want to have industry professional standard, you know, quality sounding music, and also just like I say, industry standard, you know, just the paperwork and everything taken care of. It can be kind of hard trying to understand all that stuff. We talk about publishing. We start talking about, like I said, the different performance rights. It's a it's a it's a hard thing to understand. Yeah. But once you really understand it, it becomes easy. Yes, and you have to have patience. That's one thing you also have to have. Yes, patience. patience like I said, patience. you not think okay i just got a placement i'm about to get paid today it's like maybe next year maybe three months you know but yeah it it depends it definitely depends but it's a process definitely oh that's awesome we well we were at 40 after but now we're at 45 after i was gonna do the top five um but we ran over a little bit but it's okay um but i'm gonna get into the sweet 16 um and at the end i'll let you elaborate on all of the things that i mentioned before as far as your um your media company your record label who you have signed and um your shout outs so on and so forth so we're gonna get into um a little sweet 16 if you want to do a freestyle i don't have a meet so i mean it's it is. oh yeah i can i can just i can wrap something real quick (laughs) all right I don't know if you guys can hear me. Yeah, they can hear you. We can hear you. <laughs> you said, you said, yeah, you can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right, so I go by the name of J1K, Jaquan Grand, BA Zone, DA The Wave. I'm, I'm going to spit something real, real quick for you guys. And then uh, <laughs> go from there. Yeah, different breed. I'm a different type of, yeah. The way I speak, I make a concert to my chest. Standing on this throne, no more sitting and relaxing. Doing math numbers, some addition, and subtraction. Like adding to my bank account and cutting off distractions. It's roaming on my path so many times. I could have crashed quick, but somehow I feel blessed. I feel my is running out. What do I do next? Do I leave and go a different route? Devil on my shoulder, sounding real convincing. It's getting really harder to ignore the whispers. At times I think I'm falling, but I'm falling, niggas. And then all of the fear that comes with father and children. I try my best to forget it. It never happened, though. Back to rapping and flipping grammar. My tongue is fast a little. Back in action, I'm taking out any rapper. They disappear. Abracadabra. Silence them all. One stroke of the pen like a claw. They down as fall. They're not anymore. They're mad. They're clenching their jaws. I've been ready for this. I let them LMAO. I WMAO. I worked my ass off. I became a symbol of hard work. I can pay attention to a snake with some kind words. Really think a lot of them are misses and not serious. I should tell the truth about some niggas that might hurt, it might burn, like a mic burn. My promise I'm heating up. I come from the world of the free. I don't feel free enough. I come from the streets of Virginia. I swear I've seen too much. I had many losses in life. 
I don't believe in luck. Who am I to one shot with an illicit mind? Again, now it's not a truth. I'm the illest around. How does it look? A king bending the knee. Who fucking with me? I've been a beast. You want to see? Mm, kill it with ease. You wanted to smoke, but couldn't handle the fire. You call it beast. I call you weak. It's only real when they're making up lies. I don't notice. Got my head in the cloud. So high that I'm waving that guy. Make many rappers trying to throw on a towel. I kill them all. Ain't gonna stop them now. What up? On my way to the crowd, I kill them all. Ain't gonna stop them now. They want Katie. Oh, it's getting hot in here. Oh, my goodness. It's going, it's going crazy. <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. That was really, really dope. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was dope as hell. Oh. That was I can't. You put me. I didn't even know I was gonna rap. I know. That's what we do up here. You know what I mean? Surprise. <laughs> That's I'm like, oh, you. when you said, I'm like, okay. yeah. I asked you beforehand, like, is there anything off limits or you know anything you want to talk about? But I like, I don't, you know, I like to give a raw reaction to what yeah. I ask and stuff like that. So that was perfect, perfect, perfect. But last thing, I do want to talk um, about the documentary. We have to get into that. And then once we yeah. talk about that, we can get your shout outs and answer the question of the day. And then we can go and do our thing. Okay. Oh, so yeah. The uh, the documentary is called, it's a branding video that I wanted to put out where I talk a little bit about my new journey and where I'm going um, and my brand. I feel like so many people who do understand and know who I, know who I am, I consider myself being an underdog. I know you see the merchandise I just created. I'm about to ask to start putting this out. Shout out to Zaylee. She created this logo for me. Shout out to Zaylee. Um, shout out to Zay. She created this. Y'all see the dog. But basically, I wanted to create a story where I talk a little bit about myself and everything I've been able to do. So being a dad, being someone who's a student, being someone who uh, works a nine-to-five job, you know, entrepreneur, a musician, uh, and also a veteran. And I feel like in order for me to tell my story, I wanted to also shine the light on other individuals who also connect to the same things as me. Um, even yourself, you know, being um, the entrepreneur that I put in there, uh, and, and a lot of other different people as well. You know, we have uh, shout out to Trey Quinn, he's a dad. Uh, shout out to Darren, he's a student. Shout out to Tyler. Tyler does a lot of stuff. He's one of my other entrepreneurs, and also someone who works a job. Um, shout out to Zay, she's my artist. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of different stuff. Shout out to my cousin Maine, he's uh, the veteran as well. So, I wanted to show a brand video of where I'm from which is Virginia, mm -hmm. uh, Portsmouth, Virginia, you know, where I was brought up. And also, like I said, shine a light on some other amazing individuals that who I feel like should we should shine a light on and just show the world, you know. So yeah. that was really the concept of it. And it will be out. So after I do this, you guys give me like 30 minutes or so, <laughs> and um, I'm going to release it. Because <laughs> I was good with everything, man. That, man, Lord, it just been a lot of personal, crazy stuff going on in my life. So... I had to kind of step back for a little minute. So after we done with this, um, it is going to be available on my YouTube. You guys just be, be on the lookout today. Yes, 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 yes. Make sure you guys follow him as well because all his links is in the bio. So once he posts it, I'm sure you're going to, it's a trailer on your page right now for the yeah, official video. Well, the, yeah, the beginning of it is, but I'm going to post the like a full minute of it uh, whenever it's out so people can be able to see that as well. So yeah. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So let's get to this question of the day. And then I want you to give 
give all your shout outs and your social media where they can find you. Um, So the question is, what bothers you about the industry? Why? And what is your solution? Uh, I think, for one, just miscommunication, mis, uh, misuse of information, that bothers me a lot. I think one of the biggest things is uh, when we talk about perspective, um, I think a lot of people, when we look at the industry, you know, outside looking in, they automatically can think someone just because they have on jewelry or gold teeth or whatever the case may be that this person is the wealthiest person in the world. I need to follow him and everything he's doing is like that. That may not even be the case when we talk about from a profit standpoint. Um, so definitely just uh, uh, people trying to understand the perspective more. You know, it's someone just like we talked about Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates can be someone who has a regular T-shirt on, regular pants, and someone probably will walk past and not even paying attention based off of how the media per- per- portrays certain individuals. Like if he don't look this specific way, he doesn't have profit. Or if he don't look this specific way, he don't have connection, which doesn't truly matter. You know, it doesn't really make you know, make a sense to me. So I think that is one of the biggest things, you know, just that mis uh that that misinterpretation of that. And also just um just make it like to be honest with you, you know, there's so many people who are trying to, you know, acquire this thing that we call the music industry or mm-hmm. the music game mm-hmm. and um not trying to do their due diligence. So I think definitely if the music industry and the people within it were um able to try to put out more information for people to know how much is going to add? It's, you know, it's a thing where you have to invest so much into your stuff to get so little. So, you know, doing these things could be beneficial to uh, independent artists, and that could definitely help people out. And also themselves just doing research on certain stuff as well. That can be beneficial. Right, right. I I agree 125%. <laughs> so give, give your shout outs <laughs> and your social media and anything that you want the folks to know out there. Okay, so my first, uh, what I want to know is, like I said, my brand video will be out later on today. Um, tomorrow, I also will be releasing a song and a video. So, Grand Judgment is the name of the song. It's like one of the first songs, I'm, second song I'm releasing this year. Um, you guys pay attention to that. If you like the record I released in 2018 called True Thoughts, it's really just me and me kind of judging some of the people in my lives and also judging myself. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great record that comes out tomorrow on my cousin's birthday. Various uh, RPC Hall. Um, also, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone is still something that I'm working on. As you can see, before we end this, we have the <laughs> we have the merchandise for Rolling Stones. Um, so I just sent out some. Uh, I just sent out some of these shirts to some of my Patreon users. Um, but we also still have a lot of stuff on the actual store, and you can see the store on my link um, on my link tree mm-hmm. and my Instagram, or you can actually shop directly from Instagram. Just click on View Shop and you'll see all the shirts and stuff that we have up there. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, Rolling Stone. So I, I work on a remix. I got some great, I got some great, great people on this song. I want, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So Rolling Stone remix. I got some visuals for Rolling Stone. Uh, NGR Media, like you said, Hendrix Coloring Book um, and his, um, his also game app. Callie's Cleanup, which is my daughter and her mobile game app that was actually on Virginia Pilot. Um, so, that's another big thing too that yes. I'm working on. I also I'm working on another mobile game as well. Shout out to Zay with RE Records. Uh, so RE Records is my independent label. Zayly is the, um, my uh, my only artist assigned to me um, at this point right now. Uh, we just did. She just finished her feminine grace challenge, and we bought that also. She about to do some great photo shoots that we're planning right now. And she has some more visuals that she's working on. She also has a really 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 big feature that a lot of you guys know on one of her songs that we're working on as well. So. 
a lot of stuff is going to be coming up within this next year or so, rolling probably into the uh, beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. So, brand video song come out tomorrow. Rolling Stones is going to be the biggest thing ever. I'm going to put that out there right now. Um, shows. Also, too, before I go, I'm doing, uh, if you guys are familiar with my plan perform, mm-hmm. which is where I basically play. Um, I basically play video games and then I perform. Um, I play on point and then I perform. I'm a gamer as well. So, that's another cool thing. Um, I'm going to be doing more so a tournament next time and I'm going to have like cash prizes for people have people playing 2k online and also have other artists come on and actually uh perform and i may ask you i need to ask you to get you to be a part of it too <laughs> because it's going to be a great thing so we're going to have to add to chop it up too and talk a little of bit course. about it but i have a great great idea i want you to be a part of so a lot of cool stuff you guys but up and coming brand video brand judgment rolling stone and uh you guys just hit me on the lookout for the merch. Underdog Rolling Stones merchandise. Yes. And it's going to drop the video it. to the documentary. And, oh, yeah. Social media. And social media. Yeah. Yes. The video to the documentary will be out before today is over with. So, you guys, like I said, give me like a 30 minutes to an hour or so. I'm looking at it right now. It's uploading as we speak. So, this whole time frame has been uploading. So, and once everything is done, I'm going to send it out. I'm going to send that to everyone that was a part of it and, uh, you know, post it on all the different <laughs> channels and stuff. It's a crazy, crazy. It's a short, it's a short docu-series though it's short really short but it's really special it was really intimate and uh just seeing you guys being a part of it was great it was a great great thing so definitely the brand video today is the most important thing yes. and then tomorrow like i said we have some fun stuff coming up for you guys well i appreciate you showing up and showing out you had merch you had all your thank stuff you ready. for having me <laughs> we <laughs> listen me and her we connected via clubhouse and yes. um like i like you said also batman so just you guys never under, underestimate the power of these apps and social media because you can be able to create a long life friend or someone you can network with. And uh, I feel like you're, you've been, which is a great thing. You have been my second Virginia person that I've been able to connect with. The first was uh, mm-hmm. Batman and now it's been you. So you're helping me along my journey of trying to enter back into the city. So I truly appreciate you for that. And, um, yeah, just thank you so much for that. No problem. No problem. Thank <laughs> you for even allowing me to be a part of it. But that's amazing. But you can follow me on Instagram, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. And of course, my page, uh, the podcast page. So Hollywood, the podcast. Uh, shout out to Session 420, which is the place that I normally shoot at. But right now I'm broadcasting from home. Uh, but shout out to G Stacks two one six. Shout out to GMJ seven five seven. That's my son. He does YouTube videos and so on and so forth. So you guys can follow <laughs> him. And um, I wanted to let you guys know about the Core DJ Retreat, which is in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's a big conference. Over five hundred DJs registered. If you are not in the building, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, it's it's June fourth through the seventh. So if you need your ticket, you need to go ahead and get your ticket now because they will sell out. Um, and like I said, it's over 500 DJs registered. It's not just DJs as well. It's going to be a lot of tastemakers, a lot of people out there. So, um, but yeah, without further ado, you know, that's, that's, that is what it is right now. And I really appreciate you for, for coming through. And, and and make sure you guys follow me at, J so Jaquan Grand on everything so Jaquan Grand J A Q U A N G R A N D and that's literally on every social media platform there is and if you are interested in joining my Patreon as well you can click the link in the bio follow me on Patreon it's really cheap 
And the Patreon is called the Grand Fam, so you guys can come join the Grand Fam if you truly want to. Nice. Keep you guys updated, exclusive, and things of that nature. And also, last thing, last thing, uh, the Adult Swim Tour team, we have a mixtape coming out, uh, Volume 4. Uh, we actually stopped the submissions on the end of the 30th. So those that did submit, you guys have received an email. So that's amazing. It will drop the week of the core DJ retreat. And um, yeah, we normally do a pool party, which I believe we'll have a pool party this year. Cross my fingers. Oh, that's but- <laughs> a <fun> lit. <laughs> I'll let y'all know all that information off air and on air. But yeah, we out this thing. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Is it me or was it hot in here? You better. Is it me or was it hot in here? So Hollywood. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. to book your next studio session contact session 420 at www.greenleafgame.com